Acts chapter 2, the verse number 1. I'll prophesy after my message. Acts chapter 2, the verse number 1. Acts chapter 2, the verse number 1. I promised you I will speak on a theme struggles of the shepherds. Struggles of the shepherds. Acts chapter 2, the verse number 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Come on, come on. I am here to speak to somebody until we all meet together in one place. There is a particular dimension of the manifestation of the glory of God that we would never see until we all meet together in one place. Acts chapter 2, the verse number, number 1. So well, let's, let's go, verse 2. Can I take you to the throne room, people? Can I take you to the throne room? Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of the mighty windstorm. There is something I want you to know, Kadima When all the disciples are gathered up in a particular meeting, there is always a sudden encounter. There is always a sudden shift. There is always a sudden move. There is always a sudden atmosphere. There is always a sudden shift. I want somebody to understand. There is a need why you are not supposed to be missing out on services because you have no idea when the sudden encounter would be. When the sudden shift would be. When the sudden shift or atmosphere would happen. You must always find yourself in the presence of the Lord. Whenever we have services, I said on Sundays, every pastor is supposed to be here. Every branch is supposed to be here. In fact, as a matter of fact, Sundays are our global services. Every branch is supposed to be here. Every pastor is supposed to be here. Every member is supposed to be here. You cannot be part of prayer life that you do not join Sunday services. No. Hear me. I said Sundays are our global services. You must be here because it is only when the people gathered that there was a sudden shake. There was a sudden sound. There was a sudden shift. There was a sudden encounter. I speak in the life of somebody. As you have met here tonight, as you are gathered here tonight, let there be a sudden shift. Let there be a sudden move. Let there be a sudden encounter. Am I speaking to somebody? Suddenly somebody shall be delivered. Suddenly somebody shall be free. Suddenly somebody shall be blessed. Suddenly somebody shall move. Suddenly somebody shall be lifted up. Suddenly somebody shall be blessed. You shall be healed. There shall be a sudden shift in the mighty name of Jesus. Shall Jesus return? 
There is something I want you to understand here. There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. Suddenly, suddenly, you have no idea what it that there will be a sudden reaction. There will be a sudden performance. There will be a sudden shift in atmosphere. That is why you must endeavor to be here every time. You have no idea. Nobody knows when suddenly happens. Nobody knows when suddenly comes. So you must take every service seriously. Those of you who have followed my ministry for long, my ministry for long, I always preach every message as though it is my last. I do not joke with any message. I do not joke with any platform. I preach as though I am dying tomorrow. I preach as though this is my last job on earth. I have no idea when there shall be a sudden performance. Verse 3. So uh, let's go. Acts chapter 2, verse 3. Rududu bakadabarabosh. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Settled on each of them. There will be a strange miracle that will settle on each of you. There will be a strange fire that will settle on each of you. There will be a strange appearance, a strange spirit that will settle on each of you. The Bible have emphasized on the word each which means every single person under the sound of my voice there will be something like flames, something like tongues of fire that shall appear upon you suddenly in the mighty name of Jesus suddenly there shall be a miracle suddenly there shall be a testimony suddenly there shall be a sales suddenly there shall be a blessing suddenly there shall be a miracle suddenly there shall be a reaction suddenly there shall be a response suddenly there shall be a word suddenly there shall be a manifestation of a prophecy suddenly somebody shout suddenly somebody shout suddenly somebody shout suddenly somebody shout suddenly Am I speaking to somebody at all? Am I speaking to somebody? So let's go. Verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began and everyone present and everyone present and everyone listen do not see yourself in the crowd and everyone the Lord is locating each and every one of you and everyone present and everyone present and everyone 
everyone present and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit King K you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit Queen Rudy you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit say why you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit Gabriel you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit somebody under the sound of my voice up at the point you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit Jackie, Clementina, you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit and everyone present. So you need to be present to be filled. Some of you are on and off. Today you are there. Tomorrow you are not. Today you are here. Tomorrow you are not. Today you are here. If you keep on living your life like that, you will never be full. Your, your financial life will never be full. Your spiritual life will never be full. Your, 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 your inner tenacity can never be filled because it takes those who are always present to be full. I don't know if somebody is getting my message. up. Until you are always present, you will never be full. Can you throw your hands right now? Am I speaking at all? And sing all your heart. Am I speaking at all? and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them oh! is there anybody here that doesn't speak in the language of the Spirit I would like to see you by hand you, you do not speak in tongues you have never spoken in tongues you used to speak in tongues but you do not flow anymore can I see you by hand can I see you by hand can I see you by hand Likota, I see Queen Rodi, I see Thelma, I see JK, I see Adipap. I saw these two, these four in the presence of the Lord. And I declare, my God, that they shall begin to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gives them this ability. Listen, the Lord is about to touch you in a way. You will break forth and you will come out of that shell and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and the ability to speak in tongues. I don't know if you can hear me, but if you can hear me shout a huge yes, I do and as you shout let there be a performance let there be a release of this gift in your tongues in your throat in your vocal cords you shall begin to speak from tonight you shall begin to the, the Holy Spirit has given you the ability. You shall begin to speak from tonight. Oh, at that time. 
signs. Say, well, let's go. There were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Let's move on. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed, These people are all from Galilee, verse 8, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native language. I don't know the native language that is used to chant against you. I don't know the native language that is used to, to rain curses on your marriage. I don't know the native tongue that is used to rain gases on your ministry. But as I speak now, I stand in the volumes of the books and I declare my God that you shall begin to speak in a particular kind of tongue that will counter their gases. You shall begin to speak in a particular kind of tongue that will negate their curses up, that will nullify their curses up, that will break their curses up, that will shift up and turn their curses up. Let there be an overriding up. Oh, let there be an overriding up. Oh, let there be a turning table up. And the Bible said, Jesus, the other day, he began to turn the tables up because the people had changed the purpose of the church up. And they were stealing they became thieves up in the church up and they were they were selling up and making trade up in the church up and Jesus began to turn the tables up I speak upon your life up. anybody who has been stealing from your husband up. anybody who has been stealing from your life up. any spirit who has been stealing from your destiny up. I declare my God let there be an overturning of the tables up. the table are about to shift those that steal your dreams demons that steal your purpose demons that steal your assignment demons that steal your joy there shall be an overturning of the tables I don't know if somebody is hearing me but I speak in the power of God any spirit that has been stealing your health the health of your father, the health of your mother, there shall be an overturning of the tables. The tables are about to be overturned. I think they will not steal your money, they will not steal your purpose, they will not steal your joy, they will not steal your excitement. Am I speaking to somebody? Let us know. I want to know. That we are on the same page. I want to know we are together. I want to know you are connected. I want to knock out. glory. Oh, my God, my God, my God! Can I raise the bars up so high for the for the devil to fight 
Can I raise the bars so high for the devil to become a boy? Can I raise the bars so high for your enemies to be a stepping stone? Come on. Can I raise the bars? Can I raise the bars? Can I raise the bars? I speak in the life of somebody. I said you are about to move into a higher dimension. I see a different level. I see an anointing coming. Come on, receive it. I'm anointed. Come on, receive it. I'm anointed. Come on, receive it. I'm anointed. Oh, I wanna hear a shout in this place. I wanna hear a shout in this place. Let it be a shout. Let it be a noise. Let it be a loud shout. And as the people shout, there shall be a numerous company of angels that will flow and that will, that will flow down to come and help somebody. I see a shout. I see a shout. I see angels on assignment. I do better. Can you feel the house with a shout? Can you feel the house with a shout? Can you feel the room with a shout? You can begin to speak in tongues. You can begin to speak in tongues. You can begin. There is heat in this place. There is heat in this place. Somebody shout heat. Somebody shout heat. Somebody shout heat. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. We are moving on, verse 9. Work with me. Here we are, Parthians, Midis, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the, pro- the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Siberia, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Come on, as you are hearing me, mention people of weird tribes of all kinds of all kindred. So some people troop in to pursue you and to and, and, and to buy from you. People will run from every tongue and they will come to listen to you. People will run from every country. They will come and partake of your business. They will invest from all over. I see a global investment. I see a global investment. I see people from Batien. I see people from Midis. I see people from Elam. I see people from East Mesopotamia. I see people from Judea. 
I see people from Cappadocia. I see people from Pontus. I see people from Asia. I see people from Phrygia. I see people from Pamphylia. I see people from Egypt. I see people of all tongues, of all kindred, of all skin color. They will fly from all over. They will come and witness your wedding. They will come and bless your ministry. Oh, can I speak to somebody? I said there will be partners in your company. There will be partners in your oil company. There will be partners in your ministry. There will be partners on your live TV. I said you open international TVs. You have international TVs. You have international companies. Oh, Somebody shout! There is fire in this place! 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 There is fire! Ooh. Ah, hear me. You are here. You want to sow into the atmosphere. The Lord just dropped his email. I'm not done with my message, oh. But the Lord just told me, you want to sow into the word, the prophetic word. It doesn't matter the amount you want to sow. If you want to sow 1,000 cities, if you want to sow 700 cities, you want to sow 850 cities. If you have followed my ministry for long, then you already know, I don't do this for the money. I don't do this for the fame. I don't do this for the power, but I do this for the glory, that the glory of the Lord might be seen, that the glory of the Lord might manifest, and to even if they kill me, I die to gain, because I do not live for myself, I do not live for myself, I do not live for myself, I live for the glory, I live for its glory, when I talk about him, I am talking about the Messiah, I am talking about the Jesus, I am talking about the master craftsman. That he may increase for me to decrease. I want to hear Jesus in the place. I want to see Jesus in the place. I want to hear Jesus in the place. I want to see Jesus. You have not seen glory before. Today, this is evidential glory. You shall manifest your glory. You shall manifest your glory. Are we together now? Something is happening here. Something is happening here. Something is happening here. Oh, he had a better 
somebody who is willing to sow 3,000 cities right now into this atmosphere. (laughs) Hear me, I am looking for somebody who is willing to sow 3,000 cities into this prophetic word. I give you a space of three years. People will build a city for you. People build a city, a city for you. And you will not spend a peswa and they will tell you, this is for you. Just take it. I'm looking for somebody who sold 3,000 cities. You don't even have the money, but you want to pledge. <laughs> I'm looking for somebody. No, I want to see you. If the person is going to do it, I want to see you. King K. <laughs> oh God. Sir, 
let me tell you what you have done let me tell you what you have done i am i was going to sow three thousand cities on the 3rd of december in our church i was going to sow three thousand cities on the 3rd of december at our church and what we are doing is we are raising the funds <laughs> to buy 150 kv plant the church the huge church needs a plant and the plant costs about 1.7 billion that is 170,000 Ghana cities and we are doing a fundraiser and the Lord said I should give 3,000 say what you are going to do <laughs> this money is not coming to prayer life oh. this money is going into the plant say you are connecting your life permanently to the altars of every prayer mountains to the altars of prayer life and to the altars of adulam hear me say i give you a space of three years if i be a man of god your life shall never see darkness I didn't come here to raise funds, so what I'm doing is not fundraising. Oh. I am telling you what I'm doing is not fundraising. The Lord just said, tell them there is somebody that will be willing to give 3,000 cities. The Lord told me to go and give 3,000 cities. And he said, there is somebody that will be here in the service who will be willing to give that 3,000 cities. And this is my wisdom that I will bless that person for the rest of his life. And his generations shall never see pain. Say, let me be a liar for God to be. Let me be a liar. For God to be the spirit of truth. Say, Madubel Oskatani Borona, Ikayando Satani Bokasuta, Oparatu Seketevra, Ikondele Kosutani Makaba. Today I call upon the spirit of the heavens. You just celebrated your birthday yesterday. What you are doing, you have sealed your faith for life. You have sealed your faith for life. I said, get ready for the next dimension of your life. You will never ever struggle on a strange land. Say, whichever land you will live on, you shall see the hand of God. You shall see the blessings of God. Everything pertaining to you shall be blessed. Everything pertaining to you shall be blessed. I am not doing a fundraising. This is a prophetic encounter. I have no idea why God asked me to do this. But I know God has a secret. And his secret is to bless somebody. Oh, 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 oh. 
those who tend the parados. Ikates who tell them akatora batika zule bata. This money is not for spending. This sacrifice, the Bible said, and sacrifice. Sorry, and and Solomon sacrificed a thousand sacrifices. That was what the Bible said. Solomon sacrificed a thousand sacrifices. And that night, the Lord came to him and asked Solomon, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? God himself came just because of a thousand sacrifices. Say you are doing three times what Solomon did. You are doing three thousand sacrifices. I am telling you, the Lord shall appear to you this day and he will ask you, what do you want him to do for you? And that will be the change of your life forever. <laughs> it is done. I am done. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Ooh, do 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 and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Listen, the words that I am speaking tonight uh, shall pierce the heart uh, of somebody. Uh, the words shall pierce the heart uh, of somebody. Uh, the words shall pierce the heart of somebody. God. Verse 38. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Spirit. You will receive the gift of the Spirit. Repent of your sins. Turn to God. Repent of your sins. Turn to God. Repent of your sins. Turn to God. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, to those far away, or who have been called by the Lord our God. Verse 40. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. Somebody say a long time. Somebody say a long time. Say a long time. Say a long time. Say a long time. Hear me. Peter continued preaching for a long time. Strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. Please listen to me. One of the reasons why 3,000 souls in all were saved in one day was because Peter preached for a long time the longer you stay in the preaching the more impact the word makes in your life 
when you are pounding fufu, the longer you pound that fufu, the softer the, 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 the food becomes. Why? Because the longer you do it, the more impact you make. Please hear me. Those days, our teaching services were only for 90 minutes. But please, now our teaching services on Sundays will be for two hours. Two, just two hours. When you come at eight, expect to leave at ten. Do not be in a rush. If you want the word to impact your life, you must be willing to also stay for a long time. Somebody say a long time. There is a reason why the Bible is writing about it. A long time. We are not in a haste to leave the presence of God. We are not in a rush. Quickly, we want to leave one hour. No. For the teaching, the Bible said, Peter continued preaching for a long time. So now we are going to preach for a long time. When you come at 8, expect to leave at 10. Just two hours. Do not be in a rush. Where are you off to? Where are you off to? There is nothing you will do after here that is more important than what is being done in your life, both physically and spiritually. So please, stay. When you join the service, stay. When your pastor is around, stay. When your pastor is not around, stay. Stay in the preachings for a long time. Are you going to do that? I'm asking, are you going to do that? Two hours. It's nothing. Two hours is nothing. Make it a point. Every Sunday you are here. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Just dedicate that to the word of God. That is all. Jump to Acts chapter 4 verse 1. Oh, 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 oh. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Verse. Acts chapter 4 verse 1. Acts chapter 4 verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. Verse 2, these leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. Hear me, hear me, hear me. There is a secret I want you to get here because the entire theme, struggles of the shepherds, is hidden in here. Peter preached for a long time and the Bible said in one day, 3,000 people were saved. Hear me. <laughs> God. The secret is that Peter preached for a long time, which means the duration also matters. The duration matters. It's not just about listening to the word of God. How long you listen to the word of God also matters. The duration is always a matter whenever it comes to spirituality. Please, I beg you. 
Let nobody deceive you. Spirituality is about your heart. It's not about going to stay in church for long. Who told you? And the Bible said, verse 3, they arrested them. And since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. Why did they put them in jail? Because the other day, the man was able to preach for 3,000 souls to be saved. When you read verse 4, the Bible said, but many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about five thousand. Please listen, listen. Can I shock you here? Can I shock you here? There is a reason why our life services are also edited. I mean, the messages are mixed and are also uploaded online. Hear me. The secret is in the Bible. But the Lord showed me this secret even before I found it in the Bible. Listen. When Peter was doing the life service, just as I am doing now, the Bible said that day 3,000 people in all, both women, children, men, were 3,000 in all. So the Bible said 3,000 in all. But after they were, after they were arrested and they were no longer able to do their life services, they are uploaded messages. <laughs> they are uploaded messages. The Bible said the men alone who changed or who were transformed and were touched were 5,000, just men. And always the women are more than the men. So we are looking at over 12,000 people who changed or were transformed and they believed the message but they were not part of the life services i don't know if i'm making any sense what i am saying is the number of people who listen to the uploaded services will always be about 10 times bigger than the people who be in the life service that's what i'm saying are you getting my point now? When they were doing the life service, only 3,000 were saved. When they were arrested, but their messages were still preached, the Bible said now, only the men were 5,000. So whenever we upload our services, go back and listen. Share the link to your friends. There are some friends that will never join the life service. That is not our problem. Focus, also focus on those who will listen to the message after it is preached. Because those who listen to the message after his preach will always be 10 times the number. Their number will always be 10 times bigger than those in the life service. When you listen to, how many of us have, have listened to Apostle Joshua Selman live before? Many people have never, have never watched Apostle Joshua Selman live. I've never watched this live. After the services are uploaded, we have millions of people who are downloading his messages, sharing it all over on their services, on their platforms. Why? Because the people who will listen to the message after it is preached will always be bigger. 
Are we together? So please do not play around with the uploaded messages. Do well to share them. Don't just share the live flyers. Don't just share the live links. Also share the uploaded messages. Because the message leaves a greater impact after it is preached than when it is being preached. Now, what is the whole point about the struggles of the shepherds? What am I saying? What, what do I mean by struggles of the shepherds? What do I mean? Now, listen carefully. This is where the secret is. The only reason why they imprisoned Peter and John the only reason why they imprisoned Peter and John was because of the work they were doing. <laughs> Say, their fight was not with Peter. Their fight was not with John. Their fight was with the number of people who were being saved. 3,000 in one day. 5,000 men alone in another day. So they hated the people. So they got angry with the shepherds because the people were being saved. What am I saying? The attacks and the struggles your shepherds go through, they go through them mostly because of the people under their leadership. Oh, show me your glory, Lord. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 21, verse 1, 1 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1, the Bible said, Satan rose up against Israel. Satan rose up against Israel. Satan rose up against Israel. Satan can rise up against a nation. 1 Chronicles 21, verse 1. Satan rose up against Israel. Follow carefully. So if Satan has risen up against Israel, why is he causing David to take a census of the people of Israel? Follow. Satan wants to attack Israel, but Satan is causing their shepherd, their king, their leader, their spiritual father to do or to sin against God. Most pastors are struggling today because of the covering they have given you. Most pastors are struggling today because of the leadership and the things they are teaching you. These are the struggles of the shepherds. Satan arose against Israel and yet he only caught David, not Israel. He caught David, not Israel. He caught David. These are the struggles of the shepherds. We suffer attacks for your sake. We suffer pain for your sake. We suffer frustrations for your sake. We go through struggles for your sake. And we cannot deny that. Why? Because the devil wants to attack you. 
The devil wants to attack prayer life. The devil wants to attack somebody under the sound of my voice. So instead of the devil coming directly at you, he will attack me, he will attack my wife, he will attack my brothers, he will attack my father, he will attack my mother, he will attack my family, he will attack my business. Why? Because the devil is looking for you. You do not understand the purpose of your shepherds. Some of you do not respect and honor your shepherds. You take your leaders for granted. You take your spiritual fathers for granted. You take your pastors for granted. You do not listen to any instructions. Be careful. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. We will go back to First Chronicles. But the same message is also at Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. First Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1 said, Satan rose up against Israel. Follow carefully. Satan rose up against Israel and caused David to take a census. And in those days, taking a census was a sin. When you read 2 Samuel chapter 24 verse 1, the Bible said, Once again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel and he caused David to harm them by taking a census. Now, there is two contradictory words here because it's the same story. Follow carefully. The first scripture, that is first Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1. The Bible said it was Satan that rose against Israel and caused David to take the census. But second Samuel chapter 24 verse 1 said it was the anger of the Lord that caused David to harm the people by taking a census. Now, one person does something, David does something, and one scripture says the devil made him do it. The other scripture says God he himself made him do it be careful when you hear something about your pastor i am not talking about pastors in general i am talking about your pastor you have no idea the force that is forcing him to do that or commit that thing one scripture says it was the devil the other scripture says it was god even the scriptures couldn't tell who caused David to sin. Be careful, people. Some of you, all of a sudden, your pastors begin to drink. You have no idea why they are drinking. For all you know, they are drinking so that they will lose focus and the devil can take hold of you. This is why you will need to pray for your shepherds. Pray for your pastors. I am not condoning the wrong things that some pastors are doing in the church. No, that's not what I am doing. But I am saying sometimes even God himself can force the leaders to sin. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel, not David. God was not angry with David. God was angry with Israel. And yet the anger was taken upon David. You have no idea how to the struggles that your shepherds must suffer. You have no idea the struggles that your shepherds must go through. You have no idea the struggles that your shepherds have to endure just because.
because they are leading you, just because they are praying for you, just because they are supporting you, be careful how you treat them, be careful how you care for them, be careful how you treat them, because one of these days, the Lord is going to ask you, the Lord is going to ask me, the best you can do is to pray for them, you might have no idea whether they are committing a sin because of the devil or they are committing a sin or they are making a mistake because of God one person one scripture says it was God the other scripture says it was it was Satan that is the struggle of the shepherds sometimes you make mistakes and you do not even know whether it was God or it was the devil Sometimes they will speak to you in a way and they do not even have any idea whether it is God or is the devil. Work with me now. Work with me now. Verse 2 of 2 Chronicles chapter 21. Chronicles chapter 21 verse 2. So David said to Joab, the commanders, the commander of his army, Joab and the commanders of his army, take a census of all the people of Israel from Beersheba in the south to Dan in the north and bring me a report so I may know how many there are. Oh, shepherds go through a lot. Shepherds, your leaders, go through a lot your pastors go through a lot your prophets go through a lot that is why when you take care of your pastor god blesses you when you support your pastor god blesses you on my wedding day the way people supported us i am talking about money hey oh god and the thing is we never ask anybody for money but come and see this person will call i want to do this this brother will call i want to give you this this friend will call i want to and and money was flying in from all over from from ghana and beyond people there is no way god will not bless you when you support your leader, when you sponsor your leader, when you support their ministry, when you support the work they are doing, when you sponsor them with your with your ideas, with your talents, with your skills, there is no way God will not bless you with your energy, with your time, with your money. Hmm. But Joab replied, May the Lord increase the number of his people a hundred times over but why my lord again do you want me to do this why why because joab knew it was a sin to take census of the people are they not all your servants why must you cause israel to sin why but the king insisted sometimes your leaders will insist on doing something and that thing is a mistake and yet they insist. <laughs> God. 
It is not because they are fools. So you have no idea the power that is causing him to do that. But the king insisted. The king knew it was a sin to take the census of the people. But the king insisted. Why? Because the Bible said Satan caused him. The other scripture said the Lord caused him. Even David didn't know who was causing him to sin. Yes. And sometimes your shepherds get there. Sometimes your shepherd will get to a point where he doesn't even, he cannot even tell whether this is the devil or this is God. It's true. A great king like David at the point had no idea. He didn't know whether it was the devil or it was God. It happens. Your leaders are not perfect. Your shepherds are not perfect. Your prophets are not perfect. That's the truth. And reported the Bible said so Joab traveled throughout all Israel to count the people then he returned to Jerusalem and reported the number of people to David there were one million one hundred thousand warriors in all in all Israel who could handle a sword and 470,000 in Judah but Joab did not include the tribes of Levi and Benjamin in the census because he was so distressed at what the king had made him to do say one thing that is very difficult or one thing that becomes very difficult for a son or a daughter to do is when the leader becomes confused when the leader giving the instructions when he becomes torn between God and the devil now the commanders they just don't have a mind of their own they are distressed the senior officers are distressed the officers are distressed the assistants are distressed the wives are distressed the husbands are distressed because even the leader is confused he is not able to tell whether this is God or this is the devil he is not able to tell whether this is a marine spirit or this is the spirit of God they are not able to tell whether this is from God or not Every leader gets to a point in life where they get there, they are torn between good and bad, they are torn between dark and light, they are torn between God and Satan, and they are so confused, they don't know what to do, they insist on doing the wrong thing, doing the mistake, and the commanders, they are distressed, the resident pastors, they are distressed. The associate pastors, they are distressed. The choir is distressed. The departments are distressed. Our programs are distressed. Why? Because the leader is confused. Hear me. If you are a son or daughter, that runs away from your leader when he's making a mistake. You yourself have made a mistake of your own. Let me repeat this. If you are a leader 
a son, a daughter, a member of a ministry that runs away when your leader makes a mistake. You have made a mistake of your own. One scripture said it was God. The other scripture said it was Satan. God. Don't you know that there are times and seasons where even God himself agrees with the devil? Let me say this again. There, there was a time in the Bible where even God himself signed an agreement with the devil. The Bible said the Lord told the devil, go and hurt Job. Do whatever you want to do to Job, but do not take his life. Do not touch his life. That was a bond that God signed with the devil. So sometimes the devil is causing the leader to do something and God agrees. So be careful. Unless you know from the root what is happening, please keep quiet and pray for your leader. And I'm not talking about when your leader is living a sinful life. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. You know, I am talking about when your leader is making a mistake, an obvious mistake, an obvious mistake. Mistakes are different from living in the sin. This is not an opportunity for the men of God to be misbehaving because they, they see my message as, as an approval for the sinful way they are living. Please, far it be from me that I will approve the foolishness of this world. I'm not talking about a leader that is doing whatever they want, sleeping around, a man of God that is sleeping around, sleeping with married women, and they are saying their members shouldn't complain or leave their church. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is when their leaders are making a mistake, sometimes even the date that is chosen for a program could be a mistake, and the leader will still make it and wouldn't know whether it was God or it was the devil. I am talking about a mistake. I am not talking about living a, a sinful life. David was not living a sinful life. He made a mistake by taking the population of the people of Israel. Are we together now? So please, if you're a man of God here and you are living your life anyhow, don't say even Papa understands. <laughs> please, I don't do what you are doing, you know. And I'm not doing what you are doing. Yo. Jump to verse 7. Jump to verse 7. God was very displeased with the census. And he punished. Listen. Please listen to this. God was very displeased with the census and he punished who who did he punish who did god punish who did god punish <laughs> i am asking everybody who did god punish from the scripture on the screen who did god punish God was very displeased with the censors and he punished who? Are you here? 
I want you to type in who they brought punished. I want you to type in who did God punish. Are you even following at all? Check. OBC David. <laughs> who did God punish? God was very displeased with the census and he punished who? He punished Israel for it. Sometimes I feel like we don't thank God enough. David, God moved David, caused David to take the census, but the punishment came upon who? <laughs> Israel, be careful. Sometimes the only reason your leader is making a mistake is so that you will struggle for it. Be careful. So if you are there, you are only complaining about, about this one of God. Complain about your leader. Why didn't Papa fix the date here? Why, why didn't he fix the time here? Why didn't he do the service for just one hour? Why does he do this? Why does he do that? Complaining, complaining, complaining. Be there. When the punishment comes, it will not come upon me. If you do not know. The punishment will come upon the people of Israel. People, be careful. If all you do is to complain, you do not understand spiritual things. Pray for your leader. He is making a mistake. Pray for him. He is giving a position to somebody. He's making a mistake. Pray for him and stop complaining. Every day you are complaining. And away, please. You think if you were in that position, you would have done better. Please humble yourself. You do not understand the burden that's on your shepherds. The shepherds were the replacement for the ark of God. The ark of the covenant was replaced with the shepherds. If you do not know, that's how important shepherds are. You do not honor your shepherds, respect your shepherds, take them for granted. Be careful. When the punishment comes, it will not go upon him and his wife and his family. There is no record of the punishment entering the home of David. Even though the Lord caused David to sin by taking the census, the punishment was on the nation, not in the palace. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by taking this census. Please forgive me. Please forgive my guilt for doing this foolish thing. A good leader is one that can go to God with their weakness. A good leader is one who can go to God with their flaws, with their weakness. That's a good leader. He said, the Bible said he said to God, not he said to his wife. The Bible said he said to God, not he said to somebody. The Bible said he said to God, not he said to a, a friend or a bestie. He said to God, go to God naked. Take your weakness to God. Stop bringing your weakness to the church. Stop, stop bringing your weakness to your leaders. Take your weakness to God. I have sinned greatly by taking this census. Please forgive my guilt for doing this foolish thing. Then the Lord spoke to God, David Seer. This was the message. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says, I will give you three choices. Choose one of these punishments. I will inflict it on you. 
verse 11. So God came to David and said, These are the choices the Lord has given you. upon their sons and daughters if you do not know hey sir are you fooling around with your shepherd Ma, are you fooling around with your shepherd these ones decide which punishment must come upon you these are the choices that Lord has given to you. You may choose three years of famine, three months of destruction by the sword of your enemies, or three days of severe plague as the angel of the Lord brings devastation throughout the land of Israel. Decide what answer I should give the Lord who sent me. Hey! If you understand the position shepherds stand in, you will be careful when you are around them. <laughs> David looked up and he saw. Okay, let me read verse 13. The Bible said, David said, I am in a desperate situation. His heart beats for the people. The shepherd's heart beats for the people. Beats for the people. And the Bible said, he said, I am in a desperate situation. These are the struggles of the shepherds. I am in a desperate situation situation how do i choose what should come upon sewa how do i choose what should come upon Dennis? how do i choose what should come upon imagine oh god that is why if you do not have a good shepherd your shepherd can decide you will never be blessed in life and it will never happen unless god takes you away and and and, and shows you mercy it's true so I am very careful when it comes to choosing spiritual fathers. And where, listen, whenever I sense anything, I will run away right now. That is how I am. Because when you submit your head under the leadership of the person, be careful. Whatever they say will work unless God shows you mercy. It is true. If my daughter or my son is looking for unemployment and as a shepherd i do not want the son to get that employment that son will never get it hey it's very true i am telling you these are mysteries 
You'll be there and say, it's grace, it's grace, it's God. You are joking. You don't have understanding. Why would God come to one man and ask him, choose what should come upon the entire nation? Yo. So be careful how you treat pastors. Listen, be careful. Me, I'm careful. I am a prophet, but I am careful. Some things is not spirituality. Some things you just shut up and walk away. Oh God. David said, I am in a desperate situation. David replied to God, but let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. Do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague upon upon who? The Lord sent a plague upon who? The Lord sent a plague upon who? Please mind me, type in. The Lord sent a plague upon who? Type in. Israel. Even the man who chose the plague, the plague did not enter his palace, it did not enter his family, it fell on Israel. And the Bible said, and that day, 70,000 people died as a result. 70,000. David chose it, and 70,000 died. And the Bible said, and God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem, not the palace, but Jerusalem. <laughs> but just as the angel was preparing to destroy it, the Lord relented and said to the death angel, this angel was the angel of death. Stop! That is enough! At that moment, the angel of the Lord was standing by threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. Was standing by the threshing floor when the angel of death comes. The angel of death comes to stand on the land of a family, on the land of, a, of an area. You need to understand the angel of death can enter your home, the angel of death can enter your land, the angel of death can enter your family. But under this same anointed, I declare, just as the Lord said, Stop, that is enough, you have killed enough. Stop, that is enough, your family will not die. Anymore, your friends will not die anymore. Declare stop. That is enough. Declare stop. That is enough. Declare stop. That is enough. You will not be victimized anymore. You will not be sick anymore. Shout stop. That is enough. Shout stop. That is enough. Shout stop. That is enough. Stop. That is enough. Stop. 
that is enough sometimes you need to tell that sickness stop that is enough you need to tell that death that angel of death stop that is enough you need to tell that angel that is striking your finances stop that is enough you need to speak to that idol that god that goddess that marine spirit stop that is enough and he was standing by the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth with a sword drawn reaching out to Jerusalem. Hey, I have never said it. Those of you who were on the mountains last two months, or was it last three months? One of them. We, when we were praying, we go to a prayer station called Gethsemane. When we were praying, I saw the angel of death that came to stand there and stretch its, its, its sword. Wanted to kill about three people in the place. But I prayed. I didn't share with anybody, but I prayed. I, I prayed, stop! That is enough. I saw the angel of death standing by the side of a palm tree <laughs> people <laughs> david saw the angel of, of the lord the angel of death standing between heaven and earth with his sword drawn reaching out over jerusalem so david and the leaders of israel put on belab to show their deep distress and fell face down on the ground. I have seen this angel before. And I saw him just three months ago. And I dealt with this angel again just last week. Just last week. I dealt with this angel again. I met him face to face. I dealt with him. I said, stop. That is enough. We nearly lost our dad. And, and, and at the hospital, my brother and I, the prophet, were praying. I said, stop. That is it. I have dealt with this angel before. And David dealt with the same angel. Hey, it is true. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Verse 17. And David said to God, I am the one who called for the censors. I am the one who has sinned and done wrong. But these people are as innocent as sheep. What have they done? Oh Lord my God. Let your anger fall against me and my family. But do not destroy your people. You see, the anger of the Lord never came upon David and his family. It was on the people but it was david's mistake that brought the anger it was david's mistake that brought the death and yet the attack was on the people not david verse 18 then the angel of the lord told god to instruct david to go up and build an altar to the lord on the threshing floor of aruna the jebusite where he saw the angel of the death sorry the angel of death was the same place that the lord said go and build an altar there there is a reason why we are building an altar at a 
Adulam. If I were you, I would have raised everything to be there. Nothing is more important than this encounter right here. I am telling you, those of you making excuses, I have this, I have that, I have a wedding, I have a funeral, I have this. That's up to you. Then the angel of the Lord told God to instruct David to go up and build an altar. There is a reason why the Lord asked me to tell the people to bring two stones each from your place of residence. Please bring your stone. Your stones, sorry. Mr. Jacob, you have lectures, but you'll be coming, right? You have lectures. But you'll be coming. God bless you. He's coming all the way from the Western region. God bless you so much. Hear me. Sir, if I were you, I would risk everything for the raising of this order. Adulam. Adulam. On the on the on the um on the 25th of November. Now Adulam is in three regions. Adulam is in Kumasi. Adulam is in Accra. Adulam is in Western region. Shama. Hear me? Go there. Have an encounter with God. Where he saw the angel of death was the same place the Lord said, Go and build an altar to the Lord. Go and build. An altar is built. That is why I'm asking you, bring, I am instructing you, bring two stones from where you live. Whether you decide to follow it or not, that is up to you. But people, my advice for you is never, if you are part of prayer life, never absent yourself from Adulam. You are in Accra, come to Accra. You are in Kumase, come to Kumase. You are in Western, go to Western. Hear me. If you can even afford it, and try, you are not in Kumasi, you are not in, in Accra, or you are not in Western, but you can afford it to travel there, travel there. I am telling you, David went there to build an altar to the Lord on the same site that he had seen the angel of death. Hear me? I do not. We are raising an altar of God. This particular edition. Bring two stones from where you live. Bring two stones from where you live. If you will not be able to come, make sure that you pick a prayer request form. Attach your covenant seat. Fill out the prayer request form. It is important that you connect to the altars of Abulam, the altars of prayer life, and the altars of every prayer mountains. Hear me. I have brought you the word of God. I have done my part. Now it is up to you to do your part. God bless you so much for spending your evening with me. I do not take this for granted at all. I love you all. And I'll say, God bless you, Numa Jobo. See you on Wednesday for midnight vigil at exactly 12 a.m. My name is Vincent Chamati. Are there any first timers here? First timers?
God bless you guys so much. God bless you so much. Alright, take care of yourselves. I love you all. Bye bye. Yeah. Hey.